when people ask me what kind of art I do, I usually just say I do conceptual art. I don't have any single media that I specialize in, and the way that I try to work is to find media that fit um, the sort of specific subject matter that I'm trying to deal with in any situation. Today, 31-year-old Trevor Paglin is setting up a surveillance post on a ridgeline in Nevada's high desert. His subject matter is a top-secret government military base called the Tonopah Test Range. Tonopah sits on the northern border of a vast classified military complex the size of Switzerland. Inside the perimeter are multiple nuclear test ranges and bases, including Area 51, the test site of the U-2 spy plane, and alleged military UFO cover-ups. You can kind of see that tower right there, and then you see that row. Uh -huh. So those are those rows, those are like 80 hangars there. It may come as a surprise, but Trevor feels that his activities are completely within the law because he only works on public lands and never crosses the fence lines. I've never tried to go across one of these borders. I think it's a bad idea for a lot of reasons. There's stories about, you know, people being shot and these sorts of things, but I think that what would happen is that you'd be arrested and given a trespassing fine and it'd be a big pain in the butt. Paglin's radio scanner is picking up multiple transmissions, and several movements have already been observed through the telescope. Tonopah has been teeming with activity since its creation in the 1960s. Declassified documents tell us the base was built to house stolen Soviet MiG jets. It was also the home for two stealth fighter squadrons. There are other kinds of foreign military hardware at Tonopah, things like Scud launchers or hind helicopters, um, predator drones, which um, have been in the news quite a bit. I'm not sure what this detachment does, but this is what they're connected to, is these unmanned aerial vehicles. In all of my work, there's an interplay between doing real research and to investigate. And on the other hand, I'm still making art. Trevor's frequent visits to places like Tonopah and Area 51 have resulted in a large collection of work that he calls Limit Photography. His landscape photos simultaneously reveal hidden presences while signifying the limits of vision. There's a whole tradition of landscape photography. You know, people like Ansel Adams. And so I thought, wouldn't it be cool to do a, a series of landscape photographs that were of landscapes that are basically invisible to the naked eye. I really adopted techniques from astrophotography, just people who are trying to take pictures of the planet Jupiter or from galaxies that are very far in the distance. I think on this trip, there was two things that I was looking to capture. One is composition. There's a huge number of limitations that you have. You can't really just move around and recompose the image very much. The other thing that I was paying attention to on this trip was the colors. The desert in the winter looks very different than it does in the summer. And so I was trying to capture some of the kinds of darker, kind of yellowish colors that come out in the winter. For the past year, Trevor's base of operation has been the University of California at Berkeley. 
Paglin's artistic interest in military-dominated landscapes is also the subject of his doctoral dissertation in geography. UC Berkeley had an extremely creative geography department, and so I sort of, I came here and talked to some of the professors, showed them the kind of work that I'd been doing and the ways that I was thinking about geography, and uh, they seemed to think it was a good fit. One of the things that's a little bit ironic about working in this building is that McCone Hall is named after a former CIA director, responsible in large part for building places like Area 51. Tiny Office 195 in McCone Hall is brimming with signs of Trevor Paglin's past and future work. This print here is an, an image from Tonopah Test Range. This is obviously a nighttime shot. And these hangars were built for, um, to house the stealth fighter in the uh, late 70s and early 80s. This is an image from what I, what I assume is some kind of target structure inside the ranges in Nevada, inside the restricted area. You get this kind of painterly look in some of these images. What you're seeing is all the gunk in the atmosphere. This barge is now in the harbor of San Diego. And a lot of people don't know that the Navy built a stealth ship in the early 80s that was sort of um, inspired by the stealth fighter, which was invented at a similar time. By overexposing the film uh, on my camera, I was actually able to take a picture of this stealth ship. This right here is a piece that I've been calling the prison infiltration and surveillance suit. And what it is, it's um, sort of a cheap suit that has hidden video cameras and hidden microphones that are sort of built into it. Often these themes expand into large gallery installations. In 2000, Trevor debuted an exhibition called Recording Carceral Landscapes. It displayed the findings of an undercover investigation inside the United States prison system. The exhibition included video footage from his clandestine missions into sites ranging from the Pelican State Prison to the offices of prison financiers. In April 2005, Trevor installed Code Names, an exhibition featuring an ongoing list of names of classified military programs. For Paglin, the list is a statement highlighting the fact that the United States is currently spending more money on classified military programs than at any other point in history. The subject of Paglin's next installation is not surprising. Anytime the military does anything, they make patches for it, right? You know about this from like Boy Scouts or whatever. And it turns out that patches are made for classified programs as well. This is a, a patch that I think is totally hilarious, where it says classified flight test and has the picture of an alien you know, either eating a B-2 stealth bomber or the B-2 stealth bombers eating the, the alien. We also have some Latin text on this patch, Gustasus similus pulus. That means tastes like chicken. <laughs> this is a, is a very weird patch because it has this dragon with a sort of globe in its clutches. This is a, a classic of the genre and it just says, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. So I've been collecting images of these patches and, and, and turning them into an installation. It's a challenge to work on material like this because 
inevitably you become associated with aliens and UFOs and most of the people that are interested in this kind of material are conspiracy theorists. You know, you don't have to have aliens and wild conspiracy theories. The things that are true about these places are just as interesting, if not more interesting. On this visit to Nevada, Trevor has brought along his friend, Aaron Gatch. This is the, the second time I've come out with Trevor to go look at a, at a secret base. The first time was um, going to check out Area 51. Other times, Trevor brings more guests to the Tonopah and Area 51 vantage points. Four times a year, he leads expeditions for brave souls willing to put up with long drives and freezing temperatures in order to catch a glimpse of a top-secret military base. I'd been spending time in the desert, and there's something really kind of intense about being out here. And I thought, well, instead of taking a picture and putting that in a gallery, why don't I bring people to the landscape itself? Uh, there's a lot of chatting out in the scanner. The, the trips can convey a very different sense of what these places are all about than the photographs can. But I like them both. They just say different things. A place like a secret base, it's a void, it's a nowhere. It's a, it's a space that obviously exists but doesn't get mapped. There is something weird about having to hike out into the middle of nowhere and climb up to 8,000 feet to be able to see stuff that's being funded by your tax dollars. There's something scary about that. It, this is happening in your backyard and you don't know what it is. Yeah, de there's some, definitely there's something creepy about that. The world that we live in is much stranger, much more complicated, much more interesting than what we really see when we walk around every day. And all of my work is about trying to expose that, trying to point things out that, uh, that you don't see every day, but what are often there, and trying to take the world around us that we feel so comfortable and familiar with and make that unfamiliar to us. Mm -hmm.